Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. uh, you know, Fred, hey, Fred, uh, you know, boy, you got a podcast, huh? No, we're live. We have a live show that's on national radio stations throughout the United States. We're getting close to 100. Go out and tell everybody about our show. I know we're trying to do some, you know, we're kind of pushing ourselves. Sometimes you, know, you have to pat yourself on the back. But, man, we're trying to hit that 100 mark. We've got uh, our affiliates relations uh Manager saying we're, we've got about 20 that are close to, to putting our show on uh, their radio stations. But what are we, they waiting for? I don't know what the problem is. Why don't <laughs> that? Who wouldn't want Radio Law? You know what? I have heard people say, Radio Law Talk, is that kind of boring? And then once they put it on, they're like, oh my gosh, that's the best show. I mean, it is, it, it is the best show in the world. So uh, remember, uh, we are talking about general topics of law, not giving legal advice. Look, uh, go to our website and you can see all the disclaimers. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. A lot of people, though, hear this on a podcast or hear it re... Uh, what's the word? Re delayed in re broadcast delayed by delay. Right. later, right? And so you can email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Again, info at radiolawtalk.com. Uh, this hour, we're going to have a case or no case. We're going to talk about Weinstein, hospital employees suing over COVID-19 vaccinations. That's... That's an interesting one. Uh, school admissions at Harvard. Uh, there's uh, going to be some issues there about discrimination, whether or not that's going to go before uh, the Supreme Court or not. We got Johnny Depp. Denise is going to talk about that. And then New York lawsuit about a fired reporter. We're going to talk about that. All that stuff we're going to try to cram in in one hour. And then we also do at the very end what's called a quick take. We know that in three hours you're enjoying and loving this, right? But you're probably only going to remember seven minutes worth. But the but statistically, we want you to remember something. So we're going to do a quick take, and you'll hopefully just remember that little tidbit. What's that? Yes, you'll you'll enjoy the whole thing, but you'll only remember seven minutes of it. And I'll be lucky for seven minutes. And and yeah, uh, 
you know, you can't say those things. It just serves it up like a softball for me, and I can't really comment on it. So <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. Thank you. Uh, easy. In his easy, mind, easy. Uh, who knows what it is. So he's oh, got, brother. He's got cats, so that's the problem. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Maybe there's something the cats are carrying around that you've got. So, look, we're having a good time here. We really enjoy ourselves, the four of us. This is coming on our fifth year of Radio Law Talk. Um, and no, we are not a podcast. We are. You can go listen to the podcast, but we are a live show, and and we are better than those podcasters. Ooh, did I say that? Well, yeah. live radio is much more difficult. We can't stop the That's podcast, exactly uh, right. hard drive, and go back and edit out our boo boos exactly and foo foos. We just right. run right through them. <laughs> That's exactly right. Or we have to. We well, he can hit the dump button when when Todd's starting to talk about something. But uh, so what we but the most important thing people are here for is one thing. Todd's one thing. What did I do? What? Yeah. I'm just sitting here. I know, looking, reading something, who knows? The, but, Cal, we're here for one reason, right? All the pe- listeners are here for one reason. What is it for, Cal? Well, they want to know this. They now it's time this. to play Case or No Case. Yay! A West Virginia homeschool high school graduate went into a roadblock. You heard me graduate. Ran into a roadblock when her college of choice, West Virginia University of Parkersburg, apparently a difficult school to get into, demanded she provide them with proof that her homeschool administrator was recognized by the local school district. University went on to say that such documentation is routine and given to state students all the time and that she better have it or she's not going to get into college. So her family found that despite having already completed all the requirements of graduation, done everything they needed to legally finally get her out of the house, they were being asked for documentation that was required by law. So they called the university. Uh, can't help you. Called the district. Nope. Don't have that, they said. Then they called their family attorney, and they asked Denise Dirks, case or no case? What? I'm going to interrupt, Cal. I'm going yeah. to interrupt. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't get it. So this is, they. what did they Home, ask for? I don't want to school, and they want, oh. a speci- and they want a specific piece of paper that says, this, this course is approved by your high school district. Got it. So they're homeschooled kids. Right, That's right, what right, I got. Right, right. All right, I yeah. get it now. So now, Denise, what do you think about that? I think it's an issue of comity, and that means um, in in the comity clause of the United States, um, what it says is that citizens of each state and of the nation have to be treated the same in essence, and um, I do think that this is a case, and it was – it's actually became a class action case, and it has to do with um, not receiving like a – a school district, public school approved um, diploma, and that it's still going on. The family was told that it was a means of keeping homeschool students out of college. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Mr. Penny, what say you? Is this a case or no case? Is it me, Todd, or was uh, the comedy clause quote by Denise Dirks uh, just way over our head and shows that she's intelligent and we're not? I went comedy club. Let's see. Did they have the comedy club? Did she say comedy club or comedy club? I think she meant C-O-M-I-T. Oh, two homeschooled students walk into a bar. Yeah, that was the comedy club. So while she's doing that, I looked it up. What the heck is the comedy clause? And I'm reading this from... It's essentially why if you get a driver's license in California, you can still drive legally in any other state right. because every state recognizes the authority of California to issue a 
driver's license. Not in West Virginia, yes. even if your driver's education was homeschool. That's right. Okay. So that you. sounds okay. like you're intelligent, no. too, no, and so is Cal, but I'm not the intelligent <laughs> one. Oh, you got it. I got it. Okay. Con the, the comedy clause refers to Article 4, Section 2, Clause 2 of the United, United States Constitution. This is Cornell Law, uh, which in ensures that, quote, citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities, citizens in these several states. That is a great thing. And I, good I, comeback, Denise. I do yeah, remember. That, that is good. so smart. Yeah. She's smart. Whatever Denise said, I'm good with that. Next. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm no good with case. Denise, whatever she said. <laughs> You're going with Denise. Okay. I don't know whatever she said. I don't even remember what she said, but it sounds good to me. I know I can do well if I go with Denise. Denise knows that's bad. That's a jinx on her. That means it's an automatic loss. So go ahead. I'm with Denise, whatever she said. Okay, for those of you who say this. Oh, I haven't gone yet. Oh, I did not. Todd. That's right. It's okay, so no That's okay. Case, we Mr. don't Kirk. need to hear from Todd. Yeah, boy, <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I heard that one. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is a case, and I think that normally the institution requesting for accreditation, I think that normally they would have won if they could show that they asked that of all of the folks, but it's not something that they routinely asked for. These folks felt like they were being singled out because of this. And so because they didn't follow the uniform orders, I think the, uh, the, uh, the student wins on this. So the lawsuit is filed, and I think that the students win. I, I don't think it's pending. I think it's been adjudicated, and the homeschool wins. Well, interestingly enough, the university said they actually had better luck with homeschool students than they did with those that came in from the public schools. And so here is the answer. Who said this was a case? Let's see. Who said it was a case? No, you said it was a case. Okay. So Todd and Denise oh, said too. it was a case, I and did. you agreed. Guess what? I get two points. Yes! Oh, yes! Okay. Oh, it's not a case. Not Sense, a case. Sensing something was amiss, the lawyer quickly contacted the director of admissions and explained the whole school homeschool law to them. While West Virginia families need to provide evidence of high school completion upon submitting their initial paperwork to homeschool, the school district is not required, nor do they have the authority to approve or deny a homeschool program. And the state law says you can't do that. It says no state agency or institution of higher learning in this state may reject or otherwise treat a person differently solely on the grounds of that type of diploma. And so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That, my friends, And they is, said okay, uh, right? They said okay, sir, you're right. The, and they the, the student is now in school, and we are told she is doing well. Nice. And that is your case. Or no case. And you know what? And you learn about what a comedy clause is, uh, how it differs than the comedy club, right? I, I, that's a whole quarter of law school, yeah. isn't it, Denise? Yeah, it yeah. is. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest with Harvey Weinstein. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, -S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. 
Strauss Hard Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking hard drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Boys are weird. You're a whiner. This is Radio Law Talk. Just because I want to, don't drive dirty. Gonna give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and... I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that... I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Todd has a kitty. That is our medulla. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. Oh, we have a great time here with Radio Law Talk. I just uh, can't wait to talk more about Weinstein. What else do we have going on? It's interesting that Harvey Weinstein um, was convicted uh, in New York, and what they're trying to do, they've got another uh, 
trial or case against him in Los Angeles. And for quite some time, apparently he's in a part of the jail in New York that's that's and it's the prison. It's not a jail. It's a prison that's pretty nice area. That's where the people have hospital have issues. And uh, uh, it, it's they're trying to extradite him to Los Angeles to face more charges in a trial. And so because of the pandemic, and apparently he re- he got COVID-19, and he's got some eye problems, and they're arguing not just eye problem. He's got, I think I, just, I listed the whole thing here. I'm, I'm going to go through all the, he has diabetes, ex- extensive coronary artery disease, anemia, hypertension, obstructive sleep apnea, chronic lower back pain, sciatica, chronic leg pain, arthritis. Boy, he he sounds pretty sexy, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) What what does that sound? That's exactly, what was that? That was on Saturday Night Live, the uh, Gilda Radner. That's the famous, famous, when she's a a newscaster, go look it up on YouTube. When Gilda Radner talks about some guy that wrote wrote into her, because and she's reading his little little note, and <laughs> I got gas, I got all these problems. She's like, "You sound pretty sexy there." <laughs> anyway, he's trying he, he's trying to not be he's trying to not be extradited, and the judge and the reason we don't need to get in. It's pretty simple. The, the basically said the court said, "Look, you've got medical problems, medical issues." I. I bet you Los Angeles County prisons have, have medical staff. And it's not like you're going out in the middle of nowhere in some desert island, uh, but, but you can be sent and extradited over to Los Angeles to, uh, to uh, be, be uh, put up on, on trial for 11 sexual assault counts involving five different women. And uh, I'm sure they're all top-notch doctors, too. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm they work you. in the prison. they got to be, like, right there. No, no, I believe it or not, they... they Believe it or not, the prisoners have pretty good health insurance. Uh, <laughs> probably better than most people out in the in our community. Todd, when a legal proceeding in a criminal case is is pending, say the outcome of a psychological or medical condition. You know, we we covered the Lori Vallow case uh, a couple weeks ago, and she has been deemed uh, mentally unfit to stand trial in Idaho for the you know allegations of murder about her two children, and and. So all the criminal proceedings are suspended while she receives psychological care to return her to competency. Um, so that's that's a psychological issue. Uh, anytime you have here proceedings in California being delayed because of a medical issue, one of the concerns of the court is, do we have a defendant who is what they call malingering, which is are, are they – exacerbating the problem, dragging their feet, doing whatever, you know. And one of the things with Weinstein, an example in this case here, is he's talking about his eye health. He's got problems with his eyes. So they get an ophthalmologist. They get it ready for the ophthalmologist to come in and check him out. And then he says, I'm not psychologically ready to have my eye test yet. Really? You know, you got what you, what you, you need Xanax to go, you know, say this one or this one, this one or this one. And, and they actually went through several different ophthalmologists to come in to find one that Weinstein liked, you know, as opposed to just take this one. He's an eye doctor. It's either that or we're, we're going to give you LASIK surgery with a grinder. All right. Just just to listen to a guy say better or worse, better or yes. worse. Yeah, right, right. And so wow. and so I think that the court might be looking at this here going. All right. We've had a lot of things. Obviously, the coronavirus, the pandemic complicated things. But at some point in time, you know, the tail's got to stop wagging the dog here and you're malingering. So, yeah, go out to L.A. You can you can take care of all this stuff in L.A. Stop stop burdening the the taxpayers of New York 
um, for your care. Head out to head head out to L.A. See you later. Hey, I have a question, Todd, about that. So they extradite him to Los Angeles. Does he go on a normal plane, or what do they what do they do when they actually? You might know, not not know the answer. Does anybody? Is there a special j- private jet they go on? The what feds is have a bus that goes from federal prison to federal prison and spends all of the time on the road like a lonely greyhound not, bus. Not from New York to L.A. Well, what, oh yeah, oh yeah. What's oh, yeah. So, what, like, it's, an option. Yeah. it's complicated because he's in custody. But right. if a jurisdiction wants to have somebody transported, so L.A. wants him. Uh, flown or taken from New York to L.A. It's common for L.A. to send officials to New York yeah. to accompany him right. to L.A. I thought it was marshals. It, it, it really depends on whether or not it's a federal case it or deputies, if it's a state case. It could be oh, marshals. I it. It okay. be so I, I think he's facing state charges. It's L.A. Uh, and so I, I think somebody from L.A. or folks from L.A. would have to go out and, and they would probably take care of Securing the transportation, whether it's via private flight, um, soapbox derby car, I don't know. Which, by the way, private flight is not unusual, but there really is a federal bus that takes prisoners from prison to prison and hauls them all around the place. It's pretty interesting, I thought, when I read it. Yeah, no, that's I'm trying to look up the research here, trying to figure out, you know, how do they, I I know they take them around by buses, but that far all the way across the country, do they, do they, Take them on Southwest and say, okay, sit up there with <laughs> well, them. Hey, it's Harvey. That's punishment enough, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. They had their computers go out last week. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that's, so I don't know. So if anyone knows that answer, 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, <laughs> I see the Southwest. Want to get away? You're being charged with all these crimes. Want to get away? Can I please? <laughs> 855-529-7234. I'm thinking, you know, he's sitting there in a prison in New York. Hey, it's a nice flight. I'd, I'd like a window seat, please. <laughs> you, know, you can look out and check out the flight. You know, hey, can I get some peanuts? Nice. Yeah. He's on the flight, and the flight attendant comes over and looks. You know, I get you a good role in a in a movie. Oh, you know, now he's hit again with another one, <laughs> committing a crime while serving time on another one. You, you know, I produced that movie, and I could put you in pictures. <laughs> you know what's interesting is I wonder. Uh, Boy, I'm always thinking about businesses. Think about that if you have your own charter company or bus company that handles some of these uh, federal uh, uh, inmates being being you know run around. And it's like okay, you're going to go from California, from New York to California. Oh, what my new Sesta citation? Nope, you got yourself no. a 1938. <laughs> One without a bathroom. Yeah, here's here's your goggles. You sit in the back biplane. We'll get there in about. Five days. What time do we land? Oh, we don't land. You jump. <laughs> we'll be back after this. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, hospital employees suing over vaccinations. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, does your work require you to get a vaccination? Well, some people's work is, and they don't like it. So we'll talk about that as we continue right here on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. 
So they called this company they heard on the radio called the Tax Doctor. And the Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Is this real life? Not rarely. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. Well, there was an interesting lawsuit and, uh, boy, allegations back and forth that a federal judge didn't like, uh, at least uh, statements by the attorneys of some um, employees from a hospital that did not want to get vaccinated um, and believe that, uh, you know, apparently that the vaccination was not uh, good for them and they decided they didn't want to um, get vaccinated. And what happened was basically at first the hospital gave them time for everybody to get vaccinated and then eventually uh, said, no, you've got till such and such date to be vaccinated um, on June 21st is what they said. If you weren't vaccinated by June 21st, uh, all unvaccinated workers would be terminated. So, uh, and there wasn't like one or two. There's a lot of uh, employees of this hospital. There's nearly 200 employees, um, uh, people that were suspended without pay last week that uh, argued over uh, that they, they should not have to be vaccinated. Terminated. That terminated, seems, terminated. Wow. So, no wonder they filed uh, a suit. Huh? Yeah, and they filed a suit. But I, I just so you know, I put a big note Round one. So, yeah, right. uh, but but what's interesting is the kind of fight um, and what was said, at least in the court documents, generally speaking, that the plaintiffs, lawyers, and I don't know how they put, but they're basically comparing, you know, getting a, a vaccine shot with what uh, the requirements uh, of Nazi uh, Germany and the medical experiments during the Holocaust. And I guess the judge got a little bit upset about what, uh, you know, comparing it to that. But uh, the, the, the court basically said, look, go get another, you can go get another job if you want. You're not being required 
to, to have the vaccine. But if you work here required, therefore, I'm going to throw the case out because, look, you could still go get another job. You're not required to get vaccinated only if you have this job. Denise. Well, I really think that um, employers can't do have the right to say you have to be vaccinated or not. I do think that's going to be the trend that's going to come out of the courts. But I also see the point. Um, it, it's the same as the polio vaccinations from way back when, where they could require it because they had a, the states have a very strong interest in stopping polio. And I, I feel like it's going to be like that. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. Let me tell you why I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to disagree with that because the polio vaccination, and again, the, this is just an argument, okay? Polio vaccination, you get polio, you're like, and I don't know the percentage, the, the percentage is so high that you're going to get polio and be disabled compared to the percentage of if you get COVID-19 is, uh, look, round numbers, a 1% chance of dying, uh, there's a huge difference there between the vaccination now and and the uh, what would happen to you compared to the polio vaccination. So I, that's an argument I've heard both ways, and I just want to argue the other side of that, Denise. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just saying that's the other argument. Yes, and a lot of people look at the vaccinations and whether or not the states can require them and say, well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the courts rule on this because they think that this hasn't gone before the courts, and it has. What you're talking about here, that's the polio vaccination that was required back in the early 1900s, and the case went before the Supreme Court because this guy got a misdemeanor because he didn't get the vaccine. And the court said just that. It said, look, states have a vested interest in looking after the health and welfare of their folks. And if you acquire or contract the, pol- the virus that leads to polio, if you get that virus, there's a greater than 90% chance that you will develop right. the disease and suffer the disabilities, right. which is vastly different than those who, if you get the COVID or coronavirus, whether or not you will suffer the same disabilities. It was, it was relatively low, the rates of infection that they have. But, um, you know, I'm looking at this here, and the thing I think that's telling about this particular case is it gives it goes to how attorneys word their complaints. Exactly. Because... They could, the, the hospital workers could have very easily have included in their complaint a, a paragraph, because they're, they're all set off by numbered paragraphs usually in the complaint, and they could have said the, uh, the requirement by the employer to get the vaccination was mandatory. Employees did not have a choice. They either get the vaccine or they lose their jobs. And you leave it there. That's the allegation. Without our choice, it was bad. When they pile on... And then say something akin to, and it was like uh, Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. You don't need that. Re- you don't need that allegation, that reference to right. alleged your factual allegation. And all you're really doing is running a severe risk of ticking off the judge who might just very well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a judge looked at that and said, you know, you may or may not have had a case, but you included that. Start over. Yeah. In, my, think- cir- in my circle of friends, when you bring up Nazi Germany as an argument, You've lost. You're done. Yes, I agree. But um, also there's a big distinction in the polio case and in current COVID cases. And that's because there is not a government actor. In these cases that are coming before the courts, it is private employers. And I do think that this is going to make a big difference um, and that private employers can, if it's reasonable, to um, request something to protect their customers or to protect the other employees, they can make those kind of demands. Well, I'm going to disagree with the word protect, but go ahead. I'm not, not going to say which way, but that, uh, that 
some people say, no, it's not protecting him. But here's, the, here's what I'm saying, Denise. Here's the question you brought up that I want to know. Okay, so do you, do you think, and I'm going to tell you what I think first, okay, whether or not if an employer, a private employer is requiring someone to uh, get vaccinated to work at their firm or their office, uh, if that's going to be a problem with the employer. I think you're right, Denise. I think they're going to be able to do that because they can always go get another job. Here's the issue, Denise, that I'm wondering about. Is the government going to require private employers to make their employees get vaccinated? That's the question. What if there's an employer that says, I'm not going to require that? I know I would like to encourage it, but I'm not going to require that of my employees. Will the government come in and force that business to make their clients get vaccinated? Cal, I'm going to let really, really quick correction. We keep talking about the polio vaccination. Right. It was the smallpox vaccination. Gotcha. gotcha. Smallpox oh, oh, from 1902. Smallpox. Right, um, right, right. And, and, and if you got the smallpox, you were going to get smallpox if you acquired the virus. So ready. Okay. So, go, so I'm going to so continue so on this, Cal. Here's the question. Cal, I got to continue on. Oh, Hang yeah, yeah. Okay. Hang so, on, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'd go, like to answer that. I want you to answer, and then I want to stay on that topic. I think that government cannot make that requirement of private employers. And I think that that may happen in California. Honestly, it could happen in California. And I think that it would go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court and it will not be constitutional. It will not be the appropriate – it will be excessive use of government intervention. I think you're right, Denise. I think you're right. Now, here's another question I'm going to throw out to you, Denise and Todd, really quick. Very important. So now the Cleveland Clinic – and I heard this from a reporter. The Cleveland Clinic, which is a famous clinic out of Cleveland, Ohio – came out with some research saying that those that have been not vaccinated but that have had the coronavirus, their antibodies are better. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so everybody go read it. Are better and stronger than those who were vaccinated. So now here's the question. What if there's an individual, I think this is the, the better argument, is what if there's an individual that has had the coronavirus and you can test their antibodies, you can get the blood drawn, and they've got those antibodies, are the, can you then go to the employer and say, wait a minute, I've had the coronavirus and I have not been vaccinated, and yet my antibodies are there for the va- just like to the vaccination, but according to the Cleveland Clinic, even stronger. Now what happens to these cases and these employers that are requiring them to get the vaccination? I have that situation Good right question. now. Good I question. have that situation right now, yeah. and I'm leaving it up to the employee because her medical doctor is telling her that she is going to have immunity for at least one year. That's awesome. And I, you know, and I, we know already that if you're vaccinated, you're going to have to have a booster at right. some point. But there's one, one aspect right we have not discussed, and that is from from the hospital's perspective. And I listen. I fall on the side of individual liberty, but from the hospital's perspective, they say we want everybody to get the vaccine in order to be healthy. How does it look? Outside as a media relations and public relations perspective on our hospital, if our own people won't even get the vaccination. So right. I can see for just, just I know it's a narrow perspective. I understand that. But I can see where from that perspective, I think, that I would think be American issue. with Disabilities Act is going to come into play at some point, I too, think you're right too, because of people that couldn't get the vaccination because they have underlying medical issues. It just Sorry. puts the employer between a rock and a hard place. If you force folks to get vaccinations then you're going to deal with complaints from the employees and lawsuits, if you don't, then you're going to have complaints ultimately from people that 
said, you let a person that could have been infected treat me and you're a hospital, it's a no-win situation for the hospital. Exactly right. When we come back, we're going to talk about Johnny Depp and a New York lawsuit about a fired reporter. we got a lot coming up. Last segment. Hang on. Yep. This is Radio Law Talk. We thank you for listening. We hope you'll stay tuned because there's a little bit more coming up and you won't want to miss a second of it. Hold on. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 1376. 800 918 1376. My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Fred's the best. Tell not so much. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Can we do a few more kitty bumps, Cal? That's my favorite part of Radio Law Talk. I Are just, you serious? I am very serious. I think, I think it we makes need, me feel good. I think we need to be doing a, a little disclaimer on the kitty bumps, especially the first one you played. I think Fred is, Fred is great, Todd not so much, and then have a little... Uh, this was a paid endorsement. Well, it says uh, Cal. It says Cal not so much, but that's yeah, okay. okay. Cal not so much. Yeah, um, I, th- this is this is a paid endorsement. Yes, that's you right. Know, paid, in, paid in McDonald's and ice cream and chicken nuggets and, and, and toys. Yes, toys. And toys. Yes, toys. Yes, yes. What, what else do they say? What's some good ones? Not really. Not really. Yeah. Okay. I like that. One. I mean at this time. I want my toy. It's time pay me now. <laughs> That's a good one. Say that one again. It's time. I want my toy. It's time pay me now. So now these kids, as they came in, we had to pay them because we had child labor laws, yeah. and they wanted payment in food and toys, and they got food and toys to to do these things. I want my and, and full now. medical benefits, as it yeah. turns out. That's exactly <laughs> right. Good for oh, them. We, I think, I think if they've got a okay, what are the awards, Cal, for radio? What are they called? Well, they have the Marconis. Okay, and the Marconis. Have, okay. okay. I think that. we need to get the Marconi Award for the best kitty bumps. I agree. And I think we got to look at – I'm going to look at the categories for Marconi Awards. I'm writing this down right now. And I'm going to say – I'm going to put in for us to have the best kitty bumps Marconi Awards and see if we win. I like it. Okay. All right. That's what we're going to do. But we'll make a new category because nobody else has kitty bumps but us. Well, I think – or just at least some <laughs> – I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll figure that out. Todd. What do you want to talk about, about New York, uh, you know, this, well, this lawsuit against this reporter yeah, or the reporter go, bringing a lawsuit? Going into the break, we're talking about difficulties that an employer faces if they're forcing their staff to get vaccinated and what have you. And it looks it's tough to be an employer. Yep. It is tough. No, you know, employees are like, ah, give me the good old days when I could be running a hot dog press and you know somebody falls over. We just kick them in; they become part of the Franks. And you know, now we've got all these regulations and stuff. And, <laughs> wow, and, that uh, was that was really yeah, off the rails, we there, frankly. We yes, <laughs> hot hot dogs and people falling in the bath. Read the book "The Jungle," which actually spurred on the National Labor Relations Act. That's One a, that's lousy a, guy falling into a hot dog grinder, and you would think, who among us <laughs> did that actually happen? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and, Ooh, and that was around, year, that was year? back around the turn of the century, wow. and that that ultimately spurred on the uh, National Labor Relations Act of 1937, which gave 
employees the ability to collectively bargain, which has, an, has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about here. I just thought it was interesting. Oh. So the, uh, the New York uh, – let's see. Uh, what is the name of this former WNYC reporter? He was fired. Big news station, by yes. the way, in case you're wondering. Yeah. He was fired, and he was fired on an allegation of perjury. Dun, dun, dun. And what the employer said happened was that he lifted copy from the AP Newswire, signed his name to it, let the report go out. And, you know, if, if that had all happened, that's wrong. But he's saying, hold on. Now the rest of the story. I did a story, and I took two lines from the AP Newswire, gave appropriate accreditation, put it into the story. It hadn't even gone out yet. It was a draft copy, and you're firing me based on that? And um, Oh, it was a draft copy. It didn't so go out? It, yeah. it, 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 it was out. a draft, and he gave attribution in the second yes. version of the draft. Yeah, correct. And so um, – so he gets fired. Now, to add insult to injury, so one, he's got the wrongful termination claim that he's got, but the editor that fired him, his boss, then called a meeting with all of the other employees and said, we have let Fred Mogul go because he did, and then she said everything else again. He plagiarized. He did this. Now it's a defamation case. Because yeah, he, no, he has no way of getting another job in that industry, by the way. Absolutely. It's going to be tough. And then after he was fired, I think it was either 50 or 70 employees who were at the meeting where his boss was saying, oh, he plagiarized everything. They went and signed a petition to the editor's boss saying, this guy should not have been terminated. This didn't happen the way that she said it is. This was all false. Whoopsie. And so um, Fred Mogul, the fired reporter, has filed a wrongful termination and discrimination lawsuit against WNYC saying all of this stuff happened. It didn't go down this way. And that case is making its way through the courts. Um it's the second lawsuit that he has filed. I think one was for the wrongful termination. The second lawsuit was to add the defamation. Once he was aware that this petition had been filed, going to be no shortage of witnesses on his behalf when you've got a petition signed by 70 employees. So we'll follow that one to see what happens. The Obviously, the news station says, well, well you know, it's a... We're going to vigorously but you can't ourselves. call blah, blah, blah. a guy out in a staff meeting in a personnel matter, can you? Well, and not just that, though, but you, yes, that, you their can. allegations yeah. were, uh, she, she were basically wrong. And it's right in front of all the employees. Um, you know, and maybe the, you know, maybe the boss should have said, OK, wait a minute, I was incorrect. Sorry, guys. No, that did not happen. Or at least say. The allegations are doesn't mean it's true. This uh, allegedly, but yeah, we're uh, alleging that Fred did X Y Z. Yeah, we're guy, alleging right? it, but we don't know. We're investigating it this yeah. time. And, and, and you know, look, I, I guess it falls down in this continuum of can we and should we. Right. So I remember when I practiced labor and employment law, the partner that I worked for said, "Look, if you ever get a client that calls in wants to know what they can say when they get a question from somebody going to a uh, a new job, and they want to know, well, how was this person as an employee?" This is what you limit it to. You can confirm dates of employment and maybe last pay if they have a signed waiver. Don't get into anything else. It is a no can comment. of worms. Right. There yeah. is one thing you can answer, and that is if they say, would you hire that person again, you can answer that honestly. Uh, again, That's a very again, simple again, thing. Again, this is on the continuum of the lines of can we and should we. Can you say that? Probably. Should you say that? Look. 
If I'm an employer, it's dates of employment. And if I got a waiver, last pay. But even then, I'd think differently. And and to have somebody come in and tell the whole staff why somebody was terminated, I, I think that blows through the should we analysis. I agree. And, I, and I agree. Denise, uh, lo, uh, there's another way is would you do uh, no comment? Would you? What about this? No comment. <laughs> but, but you could say no comment, right? But as someone who's had to hire a lot of people, when I was doing TV news. I mean, I hired a lot of people, and I did reference checks on every one of them. And there were very few people that would not volunteer information. Yeah. You know, they would say, well, I wouldn't know. They're a good writer. They're, a, you know, they, they have lousy camera presence. They don't show up on time, whatever it would be. And I never told anybody else that they did that. Or maybe you should look right. at their Instagram and Twitter <laughs> Facebook well, account. Well, yeah. you, get in, you get into hot water doing that. because. Yeah. So what if you hop onto an applicant's Twitter account? Okay, and they're posting how they they, they marched in the gay pride parade, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you don't give them the job. They find out you looked at the Twitter account. What are they going to say? You did it because of my sexual orientation. There's no basis for that, but you got to be careful what you look at. Don't go beyond the application. Can you investigate them or not? Yes, you can. Yeah, I was going to say, and no, you don't obviously don't do it for that stuff. But you, but you look in and see. Oh, I'm a picture of them in prison. Oh, let's see. I guess you've had some issues. Well, they hire background check companies. That's yeah. a very common thing. Right. That's a common kind thing. Kind of insulate yeah. yourself. The, yeah. the thing about employers is you can't discriminate against somebody for their membership in a protected class. And that's right. where you run into I you learn that information. Denise, really quick because we're running out of time. All right. I'm just going to give an update. Uh, Amber Heard has filed a plea at bar asking the judge in the um, case that um, Johnny Depp brought against her for $50 million uh, for death. Information of character, she says he gets to lose, and you need to dismiss the case because he lost his appeal in the UK. This is a concept called comedy of nations. That is where there is a law that is passed or a decision made in another country, and the United wow. States mutually agrees with that com- com- uh, country mm-hmm. to recognize its laws and its customs. And this is what they're doing: they're so... saying you've been found to be a wife beater in that case. Thus. No defamation. Alligator. Well, let's be. I don't know. However, they they called oh, it. They called the, it something. The yeah. appeal was denied. So yeah. Wow. So the comedy club is on twice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> comedy yeah. of nations this time. All right. Let's go to. Well, that's allegations. Let's. I don't want to. Anyway, quick takes. Uh, let me. Let me do my quick take. Sure, Fred. You quick we, take we this about, one, sir. We talk about cruises, lawsuits in Florida. Look, the positive of the COVID nineteen is now the cruise lines uh, can stop those people from in the buffet from grabbing things and putting them back. You know, oh, there we go. I like that. Yep. There's the benefit to that, Mr. Kuhn. What is your quick take, my friend? Uh, the boss in the WNYC case, why he was fired. That's the one story she should have passed on. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. And Ms. Dirks, your thoughts? Uh, would you want to be nursed by a person who is not vaccinated or have immunity of COVID? No. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership, competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.